The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. This program is designed to discuss trends in real estate investing, promote financial literacy, and learn how to create financial freedom for your life. Get the hottest tips from experts in real estate investing and more. Now, here's your host, Lori Wetzel. Happy holidays. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. And the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. I am so excited today. I think I have pretty good guests. And today is no exception. We will be speaking with a seasoned real estate investor by the name of Javon Harford, who is CEO of Alpha 3 Inc. But before we interview our guest today, let me share with some of you who might be new listening to the radio show today. So our show is designed to reach open-minded individuals who are willing to explore opportunities in real estate investing and financial literacy. Now, some people think that real estate investing is simply about buying and selling houses, and that's it. I'm here to tell you there is a bigger picture. It is about creating lifestyles, wealth, and freedom coupled with empowerment and accountability to make a difference for your families, for your communities, and frankly, making a difference in the world. So by listening to our show, you're going to begin to learn how to think like a real estate investor. Because what is it that we do? We're problem solvers. Problem solvers from homeowners, so that it is a win-win-win situation. Now, our show will cover celebrity guests, authors, entrepreneurs. We'll talk about financial literacy. I'll answer your questions uh, from your emails or, or uh, tweets. And also, we have favorite quotes at the end. So I want to play with people who want more out of life. If you are just an average, yeah, I'm okay with life the it is, and I'm not going to ever be able to create anything that I want. Mm-hmm. Who might not like this show? I'm looking for those people who want to play full out. Now, why is that? Here's something about me you want to know. I had to reinvent myself. I spent most of my professional career in uh, corporate America. And here's the thing. I lost that six-figure job. I lost that six-figure income job in corporate America. And I had to replace that job with my business. So financially, I reinvented myself. Socially, I lead a team of real estate investors across the nation. And 
use technology so that I can live stream and meet as many people as possible. So people follow me not because they know me. People follow me because they know I know them. See, it's the one thing that I know that you may not know. You are enough. You are enough. So, I am the one because I like to be around the light bringers, the magic makers, the world shifters, the game shakers. I will challenge you, break you open, uplift and expand you, and I will not let you play small with your life. So today, it is all about demonstrating testing being a team sport, not an individual sport. So we're going to talk about why it is really important to plug in to a successful group of real estate investors, community, match those relationships. Okay, hold on a minute. I'm having some technical challenges here. Okay, so today I have a very special guest. His name is Javon Crawford, and he possesses more than 15 years of real estate experience. He is the Chief Executive Officer of Alpha State, who is in the Chicagoland area. And he started very early at the age of 11, working with his uncle's construction company, where he learned how to purchase and turn around residential and commercial properties. So now... He is the CEO of Alpha City He has real estate experience and business acumen. He also has experience as a broker. He sold over $10 million as a little as four months as a broker. So please help me welcome Von Crawford. And listen, I, my engineer is telling me we're having technical difficulties. So before I bring Von on, let me go to a break. See if we can switch this. We'll be back in a moment. Uh, give me a few minutes. This is Keith Campbell with Lord and myself. One break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, my loyal listeners. I believe that the sound is fixed now, so we can continue on. We wouldn't want to carry forward without you being able to hear our uh, valued guest today. So once again, let me welcome in Jovan Crawford. He is a seasoned real estate investor with 15 years of experience in the real estate industry. He is the chief executive officer of Alpha 3 Inc., And he has experience not only as a young kid working at his uncle's construction company, but uh, as an adult, he also has experience as a real estate broker where he sold over $3 million as little as 24 months. So, Javon, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, Loretta. Oh, it works. Technology is beautiful when it works. So thank you so much for being on the show today. And we want to focus in on relationships. You know, the title of the show is Real Estate Investing is a Team Sport, not an Individual Sport. So people want to understand why you don't want to go this alone. So give us your perspective, Javon, on why you believe real estate investing is a team sport. Very great. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited. Sure, go ahead. A team, like you mentioned, um, it's very important that you have a team. Anything that you do uh, dealing with real estate, uh, a great team. You want professionals on your team. The one is an attorney. It's very great when you get started in real estate. Experience to have a great attorney that understands what it is to strategy. Um, there are many different types of there, but the one that you want is the one that can go over your contracts, the one that can uh, set up your legal setup. Um, that is one of the first team members you need on your team over your documents, your contracts. It's very important that you start with an attorney. Uh, um, also, it's also important when you're building your team is to have a great inspector. It's very important when you're going out and visiting these properties and putting contracts out that you have someone that's very experienced in the business of construction, understanding um, defects and things that you cannot see with your own eyes. Uh, another thing that you want to uh, make sure that you have is a general contractor, someone that specializes uh, for Alpha 3. We have individuals that we hire that specialize in the actual community or area that we are investing in. For example, we invest in Downers Grove, so we work with uh, general contractors that specialize in that area. And the reason being, those individuals are familiar with the village and their uh, rules and regulations and violations. So you want someone that's very experienced. Uh, very uh, for us, we don't use anyone else outside the community. Um, so it's very important those individuals you work with is from that area. Uh, another thing you want to also have is an accountant. Um, it's very good to have an accountant, someone to help you set up your books. Me, for example, I'm not really good at handling books, so I make sure that we hire an accountant that can keep us 
uh, in line with our books and also working with our investors. Uh, also, numbers, you can start numbers to, matter, right? Numbers absolutely oh, matter oh, in this business. And starting out, I didn't, I didn't have an accountant or we didn't have an accountant. And believe me, that is one of the first things you want to get on your team before you even get started. So it's setting up your, setting up your business, also building your team as well. Um, for us, uh, you know, when I first started out, I was by myself, but then we brought in more team members and, uh, you know, individuals to help us grow our team. Uh, for our company, it's myself, it's, uh, it's Latoya, and we have other team members that help and find off-the-market deals. We have other individuals that just stay home and analyze deals for us. So when you're getting started for the very first time in real estate investing, it's very important that you have your team before you even put an offer on a deal. Um, wow. Another thing that's really... Another thing that's really great as well. Well, hold on on a minute, because you just said something very, very important. Because as rookies, some people are chomping at the bit to do a real estate deal. In other words, as they have entered into this profession and they haven't executed a real estate deal yet, Oftentimes, rookies will jump the gun and say, I got to do a deal. I got to do a deal. I got to do a deal. And they and they haven't built their team, their support system around you. So you said something very valuable, like don't even think about doing a real estate deal unless you have these people in place. Is I think I heard that. Okay, good. Okay, keep going. Yes. And, and just to piggyback on what you just said, our company, Alpha 3, we formed uh, later last year around November. It took us six months before we got started in, that, in, in getting our first deal. And that six months, we took that time to structure our business, to do a business plan, to raise funds for deals. One of the problems that I have is that individuals go out and put an offer on a deal but don't have any funds to pay for the deal. And the, the bad thing about that is once you continue going out and putting offer on deals and you don't have any funds for the deal, you start building bad relationships with real estate investors, uh, brokers, and real estate agents because you're putting out deals, you're putting five or six offers, but you have no way to fund these deals. So for Alpha 3, the very first thing we did is we built a team. We, uh, we met every single week and we made sure that we researched our market in our area and we also started bringing in team members. We start meeting with our attorneys. We have right now we have four attorneys that we work with. Uh, Marcola is one. We have another attorney, Barb Borders, in Downers Grove. We have over four attorneys that we work with that specialize in four different areas. Um, and also, we like, with that six months we started raising money. We started raising capital, and we got our first investor because we analyzed our market. We understood we understood our market better than anyone else, and that's something that you can do for free if you're getting started in real estate investing for the very first time. They have free sites you can go on, like Redfin, Zillow, that you can analyze and do your comps and do neatly reports that you can give to raise funds for your real estate deals. Um, and these are the things that we did for the very six months before we put an offer on a deal. After the six months, March, we have three deals. We put three deals, uh, put three deals on the contract and got three real estate deals. Two was fix and flips, and one was uh, income property. So these okay. are the steps that we took uh, in getting started in the six months. You know, we started with Real Estate Alpha 3 Incorporated. So I love it because you're talking about preparation, and preparation yes. is the key to success. Now, 
you talked about analyzing your deals. You started out initially, now you've brought staff members on, they analyze the deals for you. But what are some key factors that you look at when you are analyzing deals? Now, I know you mentioned comps, and that word is loosely thrown about in the industry because there are good comps and there are bad Mm -hmm. comps, right? So tell me a bit more about what are some key performance factors that you look at when you analyze your deals. Great, great. So like you said, in, in, in order for to determine these key factors, you one, you have to educate yourself. That's the number one thing. You got to educate yourself so you can know exactly what are you looking at, what are comps. So for us, the very first thing that we're looking at when it comes to comps are we're looking at properties. We have a property on the contract. We're looking at properties very similar to the property that we're looking to purchase uh, within the same square footage, uh, the same like, and then we're taking that property that's already fixed up so we call it ARV, after repair value. So a property that's already fixed up, ready to go, these are properties that we are looking to compare with our subject property. We're taking these five properties. We're going to Redfin or these sites that are free to look at, and we're clicking on pictures to see what these properties look like, every single property that compared to our subject property. Once we have decided and picked the properties that's closest to our subject property, we take those five properties, and we add those, the numbers up and divide it by five, and that gives you what you call after repair value. And that's how we start just a basic way of getting started to evaluate and to determine what our subject property would appraise for or after we fix up the property. So I'm curious, um, when you're looking at your comms, do you look at your range of properties within a half-mile radius, or do you use a mile? Or really just kind of depends upon the neighborhood you're looking in? Well, it, it depends. Uh, every area is different. Uh, Chicago market is, uh, is, is, is different compared to Dallas Grove, Oak Park, and different suburbs or different areas like in California or in Texas. So you have to go by your area. Uh, so for us, most of our deals that we work in are in Dallas Grove. So we go by um, a one-mile radius, less than one-mile radius of the subject property. And then we go okay. within, from there, we start going through the square footage and then the making, like, if it's a frame property, we compare with frame. If it's brick, we compare it to brick properties. Yes, so like attributes for like attributes, correct? Yes, yes. Mm. And sometimes you cannot use that because there are some areas where you may see that it's not a lot of sales. So then you have mm-hmm. to start adjusting based on the areas. There are areas where you may not see the same frame properties like yours. You might have one frame property and everything else is brick, so you have to use those comes because that's the only thing that's available to you. Okay, got it. Are those deals a bit trickier to analyze? I'm sorry? With those particular deals, are they a bit more trickier to analyze if you don't have like attributes? So if you're looking at a brick property, to use your example, but all of your other properties are frame properties in comparison, are those a little bit trickier to analyze or how do you adjust for that if you don't have like attributes to compare to? Great. That's a great question. So appraisers kind of do the same things. Sometimes appraisers come across properties that may not be exactly the same as your property. So what they do, they start taking away $500 or $1,000 per 
uh, issue that's, for example, so you have a property that's framed, but every property around you is brick. So that property that you have, you may not can appraise for that a lot more than the property that's are bricks. So uh, a lot of times as well, too, when you have uh, actual framed property and everything around you is brick, and those property are appraising out, for example, 150000 um, you have to lower the amount because that's you got to account for that property being a framed property and it's not a brick property. So it can get a little tricky and a little difficult, but you still are able to come up with accurate comps by going by the property that's actually sold within the last six months. And sometimes individuals who work with a uh, hard money lender, they even go down to the last three months because it changed, you know, season change in quarters. Right now, this is a little bit tougher quarter to sell property because of the winter, because of getting closer to, you know, Christmas. So probably not selling um, like it normally was selling around the summertime or around April when probably start picking up. Right. And it's important to mention that, yes, you are based in the Midwest, uh, in the Chicagoland area. So the geographical region that you are in definitely yeah. makes a difference. Right. Right now. We are, um, although winter has not officially started uh, in the <laughs> Chicagoland area, but I'm telling you this past weekend, we received um, six, eight inches of snow, O'Hare canceled flights. Uh, it was a mess. Now, if you are on the West Coast, say in uh, Palm Springs, California, or if you are in the middle of the desert, now uh, it is a cooler time of the year versus the summertime. And so there, there's movement with properties uh, at this time of year because people are looking to move and adjust just because now this is a good time of year. So wherever you are, because we have people that listen in across the country and then in other countries of the world, the bottom line is, You've got to be able to do your research. You've got to be able to prepare. You've got to be able to analyze your deals. And so very important, what Javon mentioned, you've got to be educated. you got to know what to look for and how to analyze it. So I think everything that you are saying is just so on point today from real estate attorneys. Now, mind you. I, you mentioned that you have four different attorneys, not just one. I, got, I love it. You have real estate accountants. Now, you have some accountants who may not understand real estate investing. So the people that you surround yourself with, whether it's an attorney, whether it's an accountant, whether it's an insurance agent who understands that this is an investment property, so it's um, non-owner occupied in a sense that your insurance agent is going to understand what you are doing as an investor and that you're not occupying the, the property someone else is. You talked about your general contractors. You talked about the all-important inspector because they can save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Me and Panic is lots of money. Thousands and thousands of dollars they saved us. Oh, you have any horror stories you'd like to share with us for those novices out there just so you can stress the importance of having an inspector on your team? Well, yeah. So uh, just recently, we about a couple of months ago, we put an offer on a property that I 
personally myself thought was a great investment. I, I think I got a really good eye for properties. But we brought in the inspector like we always do, no matter how much I feel this is a good property. I don't get emotionally attached to anything. That's one advice one thing to never get emotionally attached. Brought in our inspector, and he told us we had some uh, foundation issues, some things that we couldn't see with our own eyes. And then we have another property that we end up having a drain towel issue that costs us an additional $15,000. So by us having an inspector to come in and tell us that we had these issues before we even purchased a property, we was able to get out the deal before we even got started because of our five-day uh, contingency that we have that was in the contract. So by having someone like that that's very experienced, that have 30 years of experience, that all they do is look at properties, save us tons and tons and tons of money. And the last deal that we just put an offer on and we just got out of, we end up finding that someone um, committed murders at that property. So um, because of that, many people do not want to buy a property if someone died there. So because of that, we was able to also get out the deal. And that's due to working with our inspector and working with people that's experienced on our team. Oh, my gosh. You just nailed it on the head. One of my favorite favorite sayings is the best real estate deals that I've executed are the ones that I have been able to walk away from because being educated as an investor, you have the ability or the team that surrounds you has the ability to identify those factors that will keep you from moving your property. Right. And so unbeknownst to you, there was a tile drain situation that would have cost you an additional fifteen thousand dollars. You thought was a good property, but your property inspector was experienced and that's all this person does. So they're going to understand the details the minutia of things that maybe even though you are a seasoned real estate investor, you might not pick up. And so. Isn't it crazy, like, you you pay for professional help, and then f- some people, for whatever reason, they don't follow the advice? It's like, well, why would you pay an attorney, and then the attorney gives you an advice, and then you don't take it? You know, it's crazy. Some people will do that. And so, I'm so glad that you shared that, because some people will... That 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 incident right there about the tile drain, that'll take you out. And people are like, you know what? I don't want to do this business anymore because you're not surrounding yourself with the appropriate relationships that you need to have in order to be successful. Now, how did you find out that there were murders in one particular property? Was that nosy neighbors or was someone else? Well, you, well, you know, uh, you know, like again, because of our long list of our professionals and uh, team members on our team, we have someone that actually did some research on the property on our behalf and said, hey, Javon, did you know that you had some murders that was committed a couple of years back? And we were so just thrown back by it, like, wow. And I spoke to my attorney, and the, the crazy thing about it, in Illinois, you do not have to disclose if there was murders in the property. Uh, but if someone asks you, you have to disclose it. Other states like California, you have to disclose that in the material. So uh, because of that, we didn't want to have the headache of the actual home buyer when we fix it up and ready to flip it, see there was murders on the property, and then we end up not selling the property and holding the property for a long time, which is more money for our carrying costs, and then our investors are not ex- excited about 
you know, us getting rid of the property. So the good thing is we was able to take the advice of one of our team members and decided to uh, withdraw from that contract and get our earnest money back and placing the offer on another in a better deal. Awesome. We're getting ready to go to a break, Javon. I am loving this show. Despite the technical difficulties, uh, there's a lot of value in what you are sharing for our listeners. Whether you are novices or seasoned investors, the key is relationships and doing this business. So when we come back from break, we're going to continue this conversation and building your team. Why real estate investing is a team sport and not an individual sport. Sport. Be back in a moment with our special guest, Javon Crawford, CEO of Alpha 3 Inc. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, and the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. Be back in a moment. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for innovative leaders driving thriving organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Are you pursuing your passions in business? Is your purpose integrated into your brand? Are you telling your story? Building a thriving business stems from authentic communication that serves your audience, champions big ideas, and generates big impact. Learn how to grow your business in a more meaningful way by tuning into the Soul Shill Hour with host Francis Leary. It's more than business development, it's soul and inspiration too. Listen live every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Where are you financially? Did you know that nearly three-quarters of U.S. consumers have less than $1,000 in their retirement plans? No matter what stage of life you're in, listening to The Steady Investor can help. Hosts Mitch Zacks and Mark Vickery, along with their guest experts, discuss what you need to know to warm up that nest egg. It doesn't matter when you start, you just need to start. Tune in to The Steady Investor, Thursdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel with my very special guest, Javon Crawford, CEO of Alpha 3 Inc. 
seasoned real estate investor. And today our subject is real estate investing is a team sport. So it's really about the team that you build around doing real estate and the relationships you develop. Now, many of you may have heard of Jim Rohn. He is no longer with us, but he said something that I think is quite appropriate for today's topic. He says, within the law of averages, the five people that you hang around with, you're going to average within 10%, not only your income, but also your happiness and your success. So we have a saying in our business, if you hang out with four broke people, guess who the fifth one might be? Now, in other words, we're not saying to get rid of your current friends, but you might want to consider adding on a different set of friends, a real estate investing community that you can plug into because who you hang out with, your income, your happiness, your success, is all going to average around 10% of that. Education is the key to successful real estate investing. And so if you are interested in learning more about real estate investing and how you can learn how to become one through education, please dial our office. You can reach us at 312-242-3393. Once again, that's 312-242-3393. The Wetzel Group, Inc. is 312-242-3393. Leave us your name, phone number, email address, and the best time to contact you morning, uh, afternoon, or evening. And we'd be happy to have a conversation with you about how you can create your lifestyle, your wealth, and freedom. All right. So let's get back into developing those relationships because that's quite important. So you've got your team. Uh, Everyone that you mentioned is so important. You've, You've done your research. You've analyzed the deals. You've done all of this before you even did your first deal. So you spent six months in building a strong foundation for your business, being able to back up the offers that you make because you had funding readily available and you're not just out there putting out offers willy-nilly without being able to back it up. So you've, you've done your homework. You're prepared. Now, what are some of your favorite acquisition strategies when you're doing real estate deals? Is this simply through referrals or do you have some favorite uh, strategies that are your go-to and you like to use a lot? I'm glad you asked that. uh, And actually what you just mentioned, referrals is part of the the biggest. Um, One thing about myself, I always make sure I'm networking, speaking to people, no matter who they are, I always make sure I say hello. Any networking event, any community, anything related to real estate, a business, I'm always saying hello, ask them how they're doing, tell them what I do for a living. And that's basically how I get a lot of my leads. One of my favorite uh, real estate tr- uh, strategies is actually seller financing. Um, reason being, I'm a very uh, cheap person. I don't like to spend a lot of money. 
Um, for those of you that know Chris Alvin, I kind of <laughs> fall after him. I like to get deals for a little bit of nothing. Uh, sometimes I, we, I, we purchase deals with very, very minimal money, and uh, we've got quite a bit of deals with no credit. And that's because we educate ourselves on how to use these strategies. So seller finance is one of my favorite. Um, seller finance is basically you're working with an individual, um, and this individual has a property that they looking to sell. Um, and the individual um, are looking to sell the property. So basically you're coming up with a strategy where say, hey, listen, um, you want 50000 for your property. I don't have 50000 right now. I can give you 50000 at a later date. That individual from there, you come up with the terms, the terms that suit you and work for you. So you know in that area, all you want to pay this individual is $300 a month. You put that into the terms. Hey, I can offer you $300 every single month for the next five years. And after the five years, I can give you a lump sum payment. Whatever that works for you, that's basically what seller financing is. That you and a seller agreeing to basically put a note on a property. That individual now be like the bank, like America, Wells Fargo. This individual now takes, a, basically you're taking a note and putting it on a property where you may have a note for 50000 but you didn't use your credit to get this property. You go through an additional uh, title closing, their attorney, your attorney, and now they deed the property over to you and your company or you individually now own this property and you're paying this individual every single month $300 a month. And you're now responsible for the property taxes. You're responsible for getting someone in there to rent the property out. We have done about three or four of those properties this year alone where we didn't put our own money up. We was able to negotiate and work with the individual where we got this property now, we own it, got it rented out, making anywhere from 1000 to $1,300 a month in real estate, seller financing. Okay, you're going in and out a little bit, Javon, um, but um, from what I heard, there were a couple of key factors one, you edu- you had to become educated in terms of learning how to do this, right? It's like, oh, I think I'm going to do seller financing. No, it's like you're aware of this concept, but be able to execute it in a manner that is a win-win situation for all the parties involved. You had to become educated through real estate investing. The other thing that I heard was is that who's likely to do this? Now, it sounds like it's a motivated seller. In other words, it's like, yeah, I will agree to this because I really don't want to stay here any, any longer. So if you aren't able to purchase my property outright with a lump sum, I'm okay with you giving me monthly payments and working out the terms of agreement to give a lump sum at whatever end of that period. So not only did you educate yourself on this strategy um, through real estate investing education courses, but you also learned about negotiations as well because it sounds like you're, you're doing some negotiations with that with that seller uh, in order That's to get correct. this deal done. Okay, yeah. And you've done about you've done three of those deals already this year, right? Yes, we did, and we then we are each one of those deals are currently written right now, and we're producing over uh, twelve hundred dollars per deal. Got it. 
wonderful. So seller financing, referrals, networking, word of mouth. What are, what else are your favorite strategies? Acquisition Another one strategies. Another that I, I, I also love as much as seller financing is working with wholesalers. Um, those guys, we get the right wholesaler. Currently right now I'm working with one of the top wholesalers in Chicago. He has the, the best deals. He analyzes deals in a great way. We have a great relationship. And most of our deals, uh, currently we have a, a, like a commercial deal that, we, that we're working on right now. And that was from a wholesaler. Uh, one of our uh, fix and flips that we are adding in, doing new construction, that was from a wholesaler. These guys find off-the-market deals, which I love the most. Deals that I, that's not on the MLS. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why I like off-the-market deals is because on the MLS, if you put an offer on a deal, and another individual put an offer on a deal, you get what they call into a multiple offer situation. I don't like for the price to go up once I've seen the price. Uh, that is not my thing, the price going up and up. I like to find properties off the market at a great value. And also when you do that, you know, you're, you're building your relationship with this wholesaler. There are times when I work with a wholesaler and he knew how serious I am because I closed with him that he wouldn't offer that deal to anyone else but myself. And that's what I like working with wholesalers and the right wholesaler. Cause there are direct wholesalers and other individuals that wholesale other wholesalers, uh, properties. Hmm. So once again, relationships is critical because you've built a track record with this direct wholesaler. He knows that you are professional, that you are seasoned, and that you have the funding to close in a timely manner. So he's like, hey, Javon Alpha 3, yeah, I know they're good. Let me offer the premium deals to him first before I offer it in anyone else. And if he passes or if that company passes, then I'll offer it to other people. So that sounds like relationships, once again, is very important. Now, I don't want people to come away with any impression because I know earlier you said that you're cheap. I get it. I don't like to pay full price for anything. The key, though, is you want to be able to acquire those properties inexpensive enough so that there is a win-win situation for all parties involved. So whether it's the wholesaler, whether it is the homeowner who's selling the property and that they're happy, you're in this for a business, you're going to make a profit, yes, but it's not a huge profit because we have a saying, pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. So you're not greedy. You want to be able to acquire those properties inexpensively enough so that you leave room in your deal so that everyone wins. Is that is that accurate? That is correct. Perfect. Perfect. You know, and... Build a relationship. So now you have a track record with a direct wholesaler that's bringing you great deals. And so that's a beautiful thing because you can do this all day long and you have multiple acquisition strategies that you're receiving your deals from. So, I mean, there's so many, many different type of acquisition strategies. You've got... 
short sales and pre-foreclosures and foreclosures and you've got contract for deed and subject to and you've got um, distressed homeowners, you've got distressed investors. Um, you could do tax deeds, tax liens, you could do wraparound mortgages, uh, you can do probate, you could do real estate owned. All of these auctions, all of these are different ways to acquire properties for real estate investing. And listen, nobody is expecting anyone to be a jack of all trades. So the key is to educate yourself, find out what you resonate with, and then begin to build your business in that area so that you are successful at that. Now, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about risk tolerance because I believe that's a real important subject, and I want to touch on that a bit. And then we're also going to talk about your favorite uh, funding and exit strategies as well. So back in a moment, you're listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel, and the real stands for real estate and financial literacy. Back in a moment. Take care. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Bill Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. To reach Lori with questions or comments, please send an email to Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Again, that's Lori at meetlauriewetzel.com. Now, back to Keeping It Real. Welcome back, everyone. 
You are listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel and my very special guest today, Jovan Crawford, CEO of Alpha 3 Inc., a seasoned real estate investor and just schooling folks today on the importance of building your real estate investing team. It's really all about the relationships. So we've talked about how important it is for preparation, for doing your research, for building your team and relying on the professionalism and expertise of your contractors, your inspectors, your attorneys, your accountants, your insurance agents, and all of people that you use on your real estate team. But I also want to talk a little bit about understanding your risk tolerance and what that means for you. Because and Javon mentioned that he loves seller financing um, and being able to acquire properties the least inexpensive as possible. But the and the key is understanding your risk tolerance and how much you are willing to have, you know, what type of wiggle room in your deal are you willing to have, if you will, by understanding your risk. So, Javon, would you say that your risk tolerance is high, medium, or low, in other words, you low risk tolerance, like I don't, you don't have, or your company doesn't have a lot of risk or like to take a lot of risk, would you consider it to be medium? Or depending upon the right deal that comes along, are you willing to stretch the boundaries a little bit and maybe move toward the high range? What is it, What what's your take on that? Well, I, I, kind of hard to say because it depends on it depends on the deal every deal is different uh for me um i'm very creative in how i acquire properties uh seller finances is, is one of the ways and then we also do short you know short sales and wholesalers so we have about four or five ways that we acquire property when it comes to risk uh, i would say that our company is about a medium um and the reason being um it, it depends on you as an individual how confident you are in executing a deal some individual might be comfortable with doing a deal that's, you know, it might cost $200,000 to acquire this deal. Um, I, I recently, maybe four months ago, looked at a deal that was uh, worth $12 million, 250 units, um, and 90% occupied. Most people would get nervous about that number, oh, $12 million. I don't personally have it, but I have the people in place to acquire that property. Now, it didn't go through. But most people consider it high risk, like, wow, we don't have the money, we don't have the funds. But it's just the same thing with smaller deals, just having the team in place, being educated, and analyzing the deal. So for me, it depends on the actual deal and how the deal is structured. So like I said, that was a $12 million deal, had 250 units, 90% occupied, but I had the team in place to acquire that deal. So for me, I, it wasn't high risk. It was just having the correct and right team for us. So again, I would say medium. Got it. And you mentioned two key factors. You're educated. So the key is like it, large numbers don't freak you out, right? It, if a it deal, does. it really, really does it, right? Because you have to understand ed- when you working with a when you working with a lender, it's actually more difficult when you do a commercial to fund uh, a deal that's under 200000 versus a deal that costs a million dollars. It's the same stru- It's the same paperwork that you're going through. When you're going mm-hmm. through a commercial deal and you're going with a commercial lender, it's the same paperwork. So if you're nervous 
uh, we're going with a million dollar deal, going with a two hundred thousand dollar deal is just the same. Actually, it, it costs more for the lender to even do a deal that at that amount. So it's the same. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. You just kind of just gotta change your mind and your thinking, and for you to feel confident enough to actually go through a deal like that and be like you say, educated and have the right team and the extra strategy just in case this property don't sell. What is your next strategy? Okay. So we have just about four minutes left. Share with us one or two of your favorite funding strategies and one or two of your favorite exit strategies. All right. So real quick, uh, two funding strategies that I use. One is working with private lenders, individuals um, that have retirement funds. Working with those individuals are the best way uh, that we raise funds. And it's just basically a conversation. That is, that's it. Just having a conversation with an individual. You can meet this person at McDonald's. You can meet this person at a business mixer, at your community. Just having a conversation and inviting that individual, uh, telling them what it is that you do for a living. I always walk up to people and say, hey, what is your name? They tell me your name. What is it that you do for a living? They tell me what they do. Oh, that sounds great. Hey, my name is Jovan Crawford. I'm a real estate investor. I help individuals like yourself gain double-digit returns secured by real estate. Would you like to know more information about that? And I said, can we set up a, you know, a date next week to meet at Starbucks? That's the best way we raise funds. As of last year, um, with one of my companies, we raised over a million dollars just having that conversation right there. Just having that conversation. Um, so you, you, know, you know how to have the money conversation in order to raise funds, right? You have to, if you want to really do this deal, do real estate and do it well as a, as a business and not a hobby, you have to get comfortable with having that conversation. Got it. Okay, what else? Uh, the next one, which most, some people may not like, but I love as well, working with hard money lenders. You just have to understand how hard money lenders work. I like hard money lenders because you don't have to put a whole lot of money down. They may charge you a lot of interest, but my thing is if I'm able to raise a down payment for this deal and I end up with forty or $50,000, was it a great deal? Of course it was. If I only put, you know, little bit of nothing but just my knowledge into a deal and I made $40,000 and they charged me 16% interest, it's still a great deal. And some people take them two years just to raise the funds to do one deal when you can go to a hard money lender and close the deal in two weeks. That's another way that I love to raise funds for my deals as well. Extra strategies, uh, extra strategy, if I'm doing a fix and flip, always, always is to sell a property. Um, if we cannot sell a property, we have what is called refinance and cash out, meaning that uh, say, for example, we cannot sell a property in an area that the property is not selling. We have over 40 lenders that we work with that because we added the value into this property, now they will be willing to give us 75% of the after repair value where we can now pay back the hard money lender if we have that on a deal or our investors and take money out to do another deal. Got it. Well, I tell you, this has been a wonderful show, Jovan. Thank you for being with us. You've given words of wisdom and shared information. And once again, the key is being prepared, being educated, and building a successful real estate team around your business. It's all about relationships. And you made that point so well today. I thank you for being on the show. And thanks for having me. All right. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, another great show on Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Uh, I thank my loyal listeners for being with us today. And I'd love to end with a quote. Let me share this with you. Quote, 
a story, no matter how factually true, is still just a story. Spiritual growth involves giving up the stories of your past so the universe can write a new one, end quote. Give up those stories, folks. You are enough. If you want to learn how to become a successful real estate investor like Javon Crawford, like myself, please contact the Wetzel Group at 312-242-3393, 312-242-3393. That's it for today. It's a wrap. Thanks for keeping listening to Keeping It Real with Lori Wetzel. Take care until next week. you so much for tuning into keeping it real be sure to join Lori wetzel again next tuesday at 10 a.m pacific time 12 noon central and 1 p.m eastern on the voice america business channel we know you'll learn something new every week so we'll meet here again soon until then focus on keeping it real and live a life of success